This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now, please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings. This is Dina Marie of Faith Moments. Welcome to another episode of our Faith Moments podcast. If you are finding this maybe for the first time on the Hail Mary media app, welcome. If you haven't yet downloaded that free, wonderful Catholic media app, I would encourage you to do that. Get on your phone and where you download your favorite Catholic apps, go to Hail Mary media, H-A-I-L Mary media, and it's a free download produced by the Matre de Radio community in the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. But so many things, some great podcasts that are available, and then tons of prayers, novenas, resources, videos, a wonderful connection with the Benedictine monks of Mount Angel Abbey, and it continues to grow. So I'm grateful that Faith Moments with Dina Marie is one of the many podcasts that you will find there on the Hail Mary Media app. Well, it's an interesting Sunday in the church, and actually throughout the church year, we get this feast day twice. If you recall, the second Sunday in the Lenten season, we have the account of the transfiguration of Christ. It's kind of an interesting place for that reading to come as we are entering into the 40 days in the desert, fasting and praying with our Lord. But the church does give us this beautiful reading of this vision of this look ahead to the final destination, to the target of where we are going with our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's the account of the transfiguration at the top of the mountain with the three inner circle disciples. But we also get the Feast of the Transfiguration on August 6th. Now, in this year, 2023, year A, August 6th falls on a Sunday. So we get the Feast of the Transfiguration on a Sunday, I think it's beautiful because sometimes if this feast falls during the weekday, we may miss it in the church calendar. Those of you who go to Mass every day, you wouldn't miss it. But I think so many people, unfortunately, miss these beautiful days if they're not attending daily Mass or participating in the daily readings. But we get it today on this Sunday, August 6th. And so I want to begin with the collect that is prayed for this feast. And again, it really reflects what we're going to hear in the gospel message from the gospel of Matthew. Now, the account of transfiguration is found in three of the gospels. And so it's an important 
part of the story. It's an important marker. And in fact, my theme as I'm reading and reflecting and pondering these readings, it's being on target, focusing with the end in mind as we go through the journey, on the journey with Christ to be on target. So let's hear what the church has to say as she gathers us. And and this is the first prayer that enters us into preparing to listen to the readings. Let us pray. O God, who in the glorious transfiguration of your only begotten son, confirmed the mysteries of faith by the witness of the fathers and wonderfully prefigured our full adoption to sonship, Grant, we pray to your servants that listening to the voice of your beloved son, we may merit to become co-heirs with him who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. The first reading on this Feast of the Transfiguration is a reading from the book of the prophet Daniel. As I watched, thrones were set up, and the Ancient One took his throne. His clothing was bright as snow, and the hair on his head as white as wool. His throne was flames of fire with wheels of burning fire. A surging stream of fire flowed out from where he sat. Thousands upon thousands were ministering to him, and myriads upon myriads attended him. The court was convened, and the books were open. As the visions during the night continued, I saw, one like a son of man coming on the clouds of heaven. When he reached the ancient one and was presented before him, the one like a son of man received dominion, glory, and kingship. All peoples, nations, and languages serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that shall not be taken away. His kingship shall not be destroyed. The word of the Lord. Our Psalm, Psalm 97, the Lord is king, the most high over all the earth. The Lord is king. Let the earth rejoice. Let the many islands be glad. Clouds and darkness are round about him. Justice and judgment are the foundation of his throne. The Lord is king, the most high over all the earth. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. The heavens proclaim his justice and all peoples see his glory. The Lord is king, the most high over all the earth. Because you, O Lord, are the Most High over all the earth, exalted far above all gods. The Lord is King, the Most High over all the earth. Our second reading is a reading from the second letter of St. Peter. Beloved, we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we had been eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received honor and glory from God the Father when that unique declaration came to him from the majestic glory. 
This is my son, my beloved, with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice come from heaven while we were with him on the holy mountain. Moreover, we possess the prophetic message that is altogether reliable. You will do well to be attentive to it, as to a lamp shining in a dark place, until day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Alleluia, alleluia. Our Gospel reading, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus took Peter, James, and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, conversing with him. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud cast a shadow over them. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell prostrate and were very much afraid. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and do not be afraid. And when the disciples raised their eyes, they saw no one else but Jesus alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus charged them, Do not tell the vision to anyone until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. There's a lot going on, and certainly we see these uh, miraculous and beautiful visions from Daniel. I'll just point out, you know, the the words, again, always in the Old Testament reflects what's everything, everything in Scripture reflects Jesus Christ. And so we see the clothing bright as snow. We see the hair on his hair, white as wool. You know, the, this, again, is getting us ready for the event of the transfiguration and seeing the glory, the glory of the Lordship of God. Thousands upon thousands were ministering to him, myriads upon myriads attending him. We just get this sense, this awesomeness. You know, maybe you're familiar with the song. I think it was by Michael Michael W. Smith, our God is an awesome God. He reigns in heaven above. But this is so spectacular. This goes beyond our imagination of the dominion of the glory. In fact, I'm I'm just reflecting earlier today, I watched a podcast from one of our local priests who is quite the astronomer. And there's an event in Oregon that's, uh, I think it's called the Star Party, and it's 5,000 feet in elevation, and people bring campers and RVs and tents, and all of their, uh, their telescopes, some that are 
extremely expensive and many that people make that are are amazing. And so Father Bill was, he's a tremendous podcaster and has all of these great videos, but he's gone for many, many years to this star party. And there's a particular time of the year where that's really, you can just see the galaxies. And he said, you know, here I am 5,000 feet above and well, I can't see all of the galaxies. What are there a hundred thousand that we can count galaxies that we think, but he said, you know, you can really see our galaxy, you know, as the, as all of the daylight goes away and you just have this awesomeness. And I can't even imagine what that would look like. But I think about the many locations on our earth planet where there, we can see the awesomeness of God. We can see the majesty. We can see the dominion. It's, it's way up there. And yet we can see that it goes on forever, right? It just looks like it goes on until infinity. And we have these, these devices, these telescopes, these, these ways in which through a lens, we can get a clearer look at something millions upon billions of miles away. I, I can't even fathom it. And, and here's this experience that we're going to hear about. And, and even in the, the prophet Daniel's account of this, this experience of looking through a lens and it opens up the door to, to worlds and uh, visions and, and realities that we, we can't even imagine. It's all because of God. It's all designed out of God's creation. Every single galaxy, every single supernovina, super supernovina, supernova. <laughs> hmm. Everything is at the Lord's command. And it's beautiful when we hear the Psalms, you know, clouds and darkness are round about him. Justice and judgment are the foundation of his throne. You know, as Father Bill was showing us it, just the whole landscape, it was still daylight. The sun was still shining. But he said, you know, in a few hours at 5,000 feet up in elevation, we're going to be able to see this glorious show. And it's in the darkness, isn't it? In the in the darkness, we're here in the city and we can't see that many stars in the sky because of all the light that comes, the natural light from our cities and the city light. But yet the further up you go up the mountain, which, you know, the mountain of, in ancient times, and we see it so many times from Abraham and Moses and Elijah, you know, the mountain represents going up to the top of the mountain, an encounter with God, an encounter with the creator himself. But when you go up into the mountain at the dark of night, it's dark, you know, and that's where we get to see the glory the glory is in the darkness. The glory is in the darkness. In the scripture of St. Peter that we hear today, this is a reminder to the people that Peter was one of the three, particularly, who were eyewitnesses. They saw the account of the transfiguration. They were with Jesus Christ they had been hearing his teachings. They're following him. They witnessed the miraculous healings. They see the feeding of the 5,000. And we only have this little bit. And all of these thousands of people are being fed 
miraculously, there's no explanation naturally that that could have happened with a couple of fish and a couple of loaves of bread. We saw the miraculous happen through this man who is really the divine son, Jesus Christ. And so we're reminded that they heard that declaration from the heavens. They heard the voice of God. This is my son, my beloved, with whom I am well pleased. They heard it. They were eyewitnesses. And even when they heard from the Lord himself, Jesus continued to remind them, the son of man will have to suffer, will have to be crucified and die. And they didn't want that to happen. Peter didn't want that suffering to happen. Lord, is there another way? But Jesus says, no, get behind me, Satan. There has to be the suffering in the cross that leads us to the final destination. Stay on target. Be on target. Look at the target. The transfiguration is a reminder of the glory and the majesty of our God. I love this final line in St. Peter. You will do well to be attentive to it. This message, listen to my son, for him I am well pleased. As to a lamp shining in a dark place, this just reminds me that when we are in the darkest places, bring the light. You know, that's when we see the glory of the Lord. That's when we see the galaxies exposed is in that dark, dark, dark night. We become, as sons and daughters of God, that light in people's darkness, in people's confusion, in people's despair, in people's doubt, in people's difficulties. We can be, not us, Christ's light in us. We can take people to that 5,000 foot elevation and show them the glory of the Lord in our example, in our love of the Lord until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. That means that our entire life must be transformed into the light of Christ for our entire life. In the reading of the gospel, Jesus, James, and John were told, go to the mountain because they're being brought, they're being mentored by the Lord, that inner three. Where do we also find these three men? We find them sleeping after the Lord's Supper in the Garden of Gethsemane as the Lord is making those final moments and he knows he's going to be arrested, he's going to be dragged, he's going to be He's going to be beaten and, and, and he's going to be falsely accused and he's going to be taken to Calvary. But he needs these three men to be those three who are going to go back and they're going to go back and help to help to bring back those other disciples and encourage them when they witness the passion. In fact, we see that it's John, the young John, who is with Jesus at the transfiguration. He's also the only one that we hear come back to the foot of the cross. We see John. We don't see Peter. We don't see Andrew. We don't see Matthew. They have fled the scene, 
but John does come back. There's something about the heart of John that comes back to be with the Lord. He's seen him at the transfiguration. He remembers that account. Our faces were down to the ground because of course we heard in the Old Testament, you know, you couldn't see the Lord face to face or you would be annihilated. But, you know, so you would put your face to the ground in honor and glory of the Lord. You know, we bow. This is why we bow in honor of the of, of worshiping our God. And yet John has that experience of the transfiguration. He's, he's at the Garden of Gethsemane. He's still weak. But then who's with John? Our Blessed Mother. John and our Blessed Mother and we hear Mary Magdalene, are there. Some of the women are there. John's heart with Mary's heart are there with the heart of Jesus, his blood and water gushing forth at that crucifixion, at that cross. See, the cross is part of the journey. We don't go through the journey without enduring the cross. The Lord is reminding us that the cross is part of the journey. It's par and parcel for the journey, that our call is through the cross to glory. You know, I think about in that example of Father Bill and 5,000 feet in, in the um, elevation to see the glory of the celestial bodies. There must have been some difficulty in, in climbing that terrain. I'm thinking about how did all those RVs and people with tents and everything get up to that 5,000 foot elevation or whatever that elevation may be. There's some, there's some difficulty along the way. There's sacrifice along the way. You can't get there. In fact, if you get there by being dropped in by a helicopter and you didn't have to make any sacrifice, I don't think people are going to treat you very well. It'd be like, you dropped yourself down here by a helicopter. You know, we went through the difficulty. We went through the hardship of getting to the top of the mountain to experience this. And you just dropped yourself down by a helicopter or a jet. No. You didn't go through what we needed to go through. There is a cross. There is a sacrifice. And so I think as we can reflect on that transfiguration moment, when, when are those times in my life when I've encountered the Lord in that special moment? Maybe it's a time at mass or an adoration or just in a quiet time, a walk along the beach, a time of prayer. We're in a time of real difficulty where maybe you in a certain sense have seen the glory of the Lord and recognized how important, how significant, how essential the Lord is in my life. Do I share that moment? Do I hold on to that moment and move on? Or do I get distracted and stop? We've got to move through those moments. In fact, I heard this great quote. I'm going to see if I can see it here because it was a great quote. Success is often the closest when discouragement is the greatest. Wow. Sometimes we just, I don't think I can get there. I, you know, and we get discouraged and we don't push forward. This is the evil one wants us to not get to that final, to that final target of Jesus wants us to get discouraged and to get lazy and to be lukewarm and to not really share our faith in our public setting, you know, but it's 
the success will come when we push through that discouragement, when we push through that temptation to lukewarmness. It's not like lukewarmness isn't going to come. Those times of laziness or "Mm, I'm not really sure if I can do it, those doubts will come. But it's what do we do with that? What do we do with that moment? Do we push through it for the final target, that target of being with the glory of God, that target of staying on with truth, that target of keeping our hearts aligned and unified with the heart of Jesus? We are called to endure those sufferings too, but for a purpose to align our sufferings, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's a physical suffering, it's just living in this world, we're suffering. (laughs) We're suffering in the difficulties of this world and the way the world turns its eyes away from the Lord. See, the truth is when Jesus comes, everyone will see the glory of the Lord. But the question will be, what will you do in the midst of that glory? Will you move towards that glory and recognize it's completely full of love? Or will that glory frighten you and you will turn away from the glory and you will choose to go down into the darkness of hell? You know, it's our choice. And every day we have an opportunity to experience the glory of the Lord in sacred scripture, certainly in the readings, certainly in sacramental life, certainly in unifying our hearts with the Lord through our baptism, through our confirmation, through our reception, a graceful exception, a reception of of Holy Communion in confession. We have that opportunity of receiving the glory of the Lord I want to close with these beautiful reflections of their intercessions, really prayer intercessions that tie in this, this sense of the transfiguration of the Lord. So let us close and invite our transfigured Lord into our lives. In your victory, we trust in you, O Lord. Reign over the darkness of sin and death. Be our light, O Lord. In your glory, we honor you, O Lord. Be present in the darkness that surrounds those who suffer. Be our light, O Lord. In your majesty, we praise you, O Lord. Reveal your power in the lives of those who are powerless. Be our light, O Lord. In your splendor, we glorify you, O Lord. Shine forever upon those who have died. Be our light, O Lord. Transfigured Lord, Have mercy on us. May God bless you on this beautiful feast of the transfiguration of the Lord. God be with you. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.